I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. Happy Friday. We're on the down slope. I'm getting this much closer to my couch every day. You can see it. I know. Um, I do like most of my winter planning, like literally on the couch next to my pug in front of the fire with the coffee. And it's like, it's heaven. I know I, I, I text I text you, Lindsay, the other day. I'm like, hey, this is our last week with, with employees, which I love my employees. Like, and they're everything. But it's nice, like, as a business owner, just to not have anybody at your house, house just yeah. for, like, a little bit. So I'm really looking forward to just, like, a little bit of downtime. And this is the first uh, Christmas with Judd being home. Oh. So, yeah. So we're going to do some Christmas shopping. And I'm not doing it all by myself. And – It'll be nice. So yeah, yeah. we're just going to be chilling. You, you, I know you, you decorated for Christmas early. I did. You were. I did decorate yeah. early. Yeah, I was like before Thanksgiving early. Oh, Normally, yeah. I'm like a Thanksgiving right. after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did Christmas lights outside. Even <laughs> I up. Oh, I was doing like up lights on my trees, and I have a little oh. reindeer and some Ooh. lights on the house. I know. I know. Yeah. I did the flower stand too. That was fun. But um. Aww. Yeah, it is. I know. I'm. I'm looking forward to my family's coming in and just kind of Good. the wind down to when it's. Yes. This year has gone so fast. I so can't fast. Believe it. Even I know. with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we we've been doing this for almost two years. Are we going well, on two years? Well, yeah, it would be two years in April. Yeah. 2024, which I can't even believe that. No. And look wow. at us. We haven't not missed a week. Haven't missed a beat. I know. You guys haven't seen the behind the scenes where our <laughs> pants have been literally on fire. Sometimes we're like, oh my God. Like, like we have a plan. Welcome to another episode. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like coffee. And then the ones we're really slap happy where we're recording late in the evening, like tonight, because <laughs> we're trying to squeeze them in. We always have the plan. It isn't that we're like trying to come no. up with an episode. It's no. It's the time where we're like, yeah. you're getting two busy people <laughs> together. Yeah. It would be funny to just air out some of those texts, you know, I'm just like, I'll be there in five. I know. Yeah. Just surviving. But even so, like, I think now, now that we're past like all the technical, like getting through the tech issues and stuff, it's easy. I mean, this is like, it's like once you show up, it's a hundred percent easy, you know, it's effortless, but yeah. Yeah. All the behind the scenes stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's like the coming up with the, the topics and flushing it out and making sure mm-hmm. it's a good episode and all the, yes. that, all everything, sitting down and talking. This is the fun easy. part. Easy, this is the, easy. yeah, we like this. We like this yeah. part. We've got some. Yeah. And honestly, like you guys give us all of our episode ideas yes. generally, you know, we're, you guys are always asking us questions. You're engaging with us over on the Instagram page, which is what we love. Cause that's yep. like really the heart of the way, the easiest way for you guys to contact us on a day-to-day basis. So, um, and I really do think like the last couple, this episode and last week's episode are really, 
are really coming at the perfect time when we're all making good goals. You know, mm. I love I – have you set your word? I forgot to ask you. Yeah, remember it's funner. Oh, <laughs> right. Fun. Okay, we're sticking with the uh, my word is a word that's not a word. Funner. It's funner. I said to Elizabeth that works for me. I was like, I think I'm going to go with funner, and she's like, I don't think that's a word. And I was like, Okay, well then that's what I'm going with. Fun. Take oh two. Yeah, I'm carrying fun continued into 2024. I, that's right. Okay, I didn't wasn't sure if you, you were got it with that. You got a word. I saw it in your email. I liked I it. I did. My word, drum roll, Emily. I'm kidding. Yep. <laughs> it's not that cool. Um, magic. I like so, it. So, yeah. So I shared that in my newsletter. We're talking about newsletters today, but that was just like a little thing that I thought was a fun thing to share. And it's going to be kind of a theme. So for me, like I love a theme with my newsletters. Like things, what are things that I'm going to be talking about? And next year, every week that I'm writing, I'm like, how am I – pulling this back to my word of the year now that they all know my word of the year. So like, how am I creating more magic in my own life and in their lives when they interact with the farm? How how are they going to get that Chick-fil-A style magic? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. So I'm going to kind of use that as my theme for next year too. So yeah. Nice. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I If you haven't done a word for the year, because I, I yeah. we've talked about it before where we're just like, I don't really do resolutions. I'll make set goals. I love mm-hmm. setting goals. And mm-hmm. that's part of, I think, just being a business owner. But try setting a word, just something mm-hmm. that, you know, for me, fun in 2023, I turned 40 at the end of 22. So I just had a birthday. So I'm 41. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> here we are. It, to me, I was like, I want 23 to just be fun. And yeah. it really was. It, it it allowed me when that word would come up and mm-hmm. there would be something that would normally I would stay at home like in my PJs and somebody was inviting me to a dinner, you know. And so I was like, no, actually that would – I would enjoy to do that. That would be fun. It would it'd bring more experiences mm-hmm. like that into my life. So I did that all year long. And, you know, things where it was just like, yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Like why yeah. – challenging myself a little bit on it. And so that, you know, that was – um something I was able to sort of carry through almost like a little mantra or something mm-hmm. to get myself through the season. So yeah. 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 Fun. Everybody needs a word. Everybody needs a word. Yeah. Okay. What y'all need to be doing is setting your words and then tagging us yes. at Dirt on Flowers. And that way we can share and give give us each other good ideas and stuff too. Cause sometimes yeah. you just need like a little catalyst word to be like, oh, I kind of like that for myself, you know? So yeah. yeah tag tag us. us even if it's not a word. Like mine's yeah. not a word. It just whatever. <laughs> no, oh. no, it needs to be funner. That is like the most perfect. Funner. And the R should be like backwards when I write it. <laughs> yeah, just like kind of falling off, like a little bit down. That's so good. Yes, <laughs> funner than twenty twenty three. I mean, gosh, that's so good. Oh. R backwards. I love it. Yeah, tag. That's great, Shan. Tag us in your words and just help yes. kind of inspire each other to to think about yeah. that and hold each other kind of accountable. Yes. So. <laughs> Love it. Well, we are today talking about mm-hmm. newsletters. Um, and that is how I saw your word. I loved it. Yes. See? You re- she referenced our I, – I read – I have a handful mm-hmm. of farms that I listen to or, or that I read their emails. And you even referenced the little Marigold episode that we've yes. done. Yes. Love Which that. Which I got some comments back on that. Very cool. Yeah. And people are like, oh my gosh, I wanted to learn more about the marigold because, you know, I just kind of reference it and give like a basic, 
And um, so I send people over to the show notes and they were able to read the article. And so now I've inspired like two other teachers to use it in a PD. That's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah just you never know that. who's going to hear and get something from it. That's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. But the newsletters are like, you know, we talked to you last week about creating a lasting connection with your customer mm-hmm. and ways to create that connection with them. And we, we sort of talked a little bit about a newsletter. Um, and so this week on the show, we're going to talk about why we think it's important to connect with your customer. I I honestly think it's the most important way to connect with your customer. It's the I number think. one way. Yeah. And yeah, on our, my farm at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Same, same with me because there's so many things that we don't own when it comes to marketing, like social media platforms. And, you know, I always get real fired up over algorithms and like mm-hmm. what's being seen. And and if you're selling too much, they they throttle you back. And so the newsletter is just a really direct way. You go into that person's inbox, you know, mm-hmm. it says, hey, Ruth, here's, here's your weekly email. Um, and you know, I, I know I hear it from my customers. I know you do too. You've talked about mm-hmm. it. It's like they love the newsletter. They love hearing from us. They say it from us all the time. Um, I had somebody at my flower fest, a couple ladies in my flower fest this summer, and they said, we came here because we get your newsletter. Somebody sent me this one that you did on, you know, um, comparison trap and they started following me. They'd never been to the farm. They live like three hours away from me and they came because of like, because of a connection they have with me through a newsletter, Mm -hmm. which was like really just validated for me the importance of continuing that because it's how people get to know you really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's so much noise in social media. There's so much to to compete Mm -hmm. against, especially this time of year. There's ads, there's other, you know, things that are catching their attention and and are they really reading it? Mm -hmm. You know, all of that. So the newsletter is just a really great way to kind of pull them in. So yeah, I think I was thinking about the other day because I had someone come to the holiday, holiday shop and be like, I really feel like you write your newsletter sitting in front of the fire, you know, just like we say that we do, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, I actually do. And they're like, I knew it. I knew it. But it's yeah. just like, it's so funny. And they're so, as the farm gets bigger, it changes, morphs, like you're going to feel later on in your business, like you can't be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always come back to the newsletter as the way that people are still connecting with Judd and I, even though they might not see us every time at every market. But it's like, how are they feeling connected to the farm? And for me, like, not I don't sh- like struggle is the wrong word with social media, but I sometimes feel a lot of pressures to like post consistently, just like all of us do. And for me, like the newsletter, like kind of took that pressure off a little bit because like I know that I'm intimately connecting with people in my newsletter. Yeah. Social media is like the next level. It's there. Mm-hmm. They may or may not see it. Um, so it took like a lot of pressure off of that for me to like have to write long captions or connect in a caption. Now I just do it a little bit more quickly in social media, which has made it easier, but I'm putting more time into people who are in said that they want to hear from me. Mm-hmm. That that's a big thing is yeah. like they voted to hear from you. And so, yeah. um, that's not just a warm lead for you. It's like a hot, a hot lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really important to cultivate that. Yeah. And the yeah. social media too is like they're getting to know you. They like your page. Mm-hmm. They obviously started to follow you. The next step is getting them onto your email list. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what your, your approach should be with social is like they want more of you and your farm. And yeah. so getting them onto your newsletters is, is super important. So 
Um, yeah. And that being said, we know because we hear it all the time from you guys that like you have a lot of, I would call them limiting beliefs um, mm-hmm. around starting a newsletter. You get like analysis paralysis. You're oh, we're creatures of overthinking things um, and we make it more complicated than we need to. So we're just going to simplify this and I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you just knock that crap off because yeah. I did the same thing. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to start. And they're really all just excuses because it's kind of a scary new thing that you don't mm-hmm. want to jump in, jump into, but really you need to. There's going to be a lot of scary new things in your business. Yeah. This is one worth pushing through on. And it pays. It 100%. pays off. Every time I send my email, I get orders. Yep. And I'm not even selling to them. I don't even yep. really talk about what it is very rarely. Sometimes I'll like, oh, you can't wait to see at the holiday shop or whatever, or have a little spot at the bottom where I say, here's what's happening on the farm. And it links to things that we're selling or doing. But really, every every time I send it, I'm getting mm-hmm. orders and it's like pinging them to go find me or find out more information on other things. Yeah. So it, it works. It really does. Yeah. So um, if we're talking about like the steps to creating a newsletter, you're saying, okay, in 2024, I'm going to be the boss of my newsletter. I'm going to commit and we'll talk about, you know, later in the episode about how many times and setting those goals for yourself with your newsletter. But the step one would be to sign up for an email marketing platform. Lindsay loves MailChimp. I use Flowdesk. Some people use Constant Contact. There's so, a lot out there. Um, some people like, I think Squarespace like has an email integration. So there's lots of easy ways to get it done. And it honestly, it, scout, it sounds a lot scarier than it actually is. And really from platform to platform, they're all the same. It's just like the nuances of how you schedule these things or write or create the templates are all a little bit different. So pick one and go for it. And in the insiders next week, in the following week, Lindsay and I are going to be taking you behind the scenes for me for Flowdesk and Lindsay for MailChimp. So you can kind of see what it looks like, how we create forms, um, audience segments, what that looks like in our email platforms. And that would be a really good spot for you to start too, just to see behind the scenes and you can kind of decide which one, which one you like and go Mm -hmm. for it. But I think don't don't get shiny object syndrome and skip around to a bunch of different ones. They're they're generally all the same. Yeah. Would you agree? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I think I started with MailChimp. You probably started yeah. with Flowdesk. That's mm-hmm. why we're we're still with what we are and that's what we're comfortable with. And yeah. you know, you can read there's articles out there. You can read pros and cons and like, mm-hmm. you know, which to choose and what's going to benefit you. But the email marketing platform, it just makes you create a much more professional email. Mm-hmm. And that your customer is not going to be just getting it from, you know, Beth Zinnia Patch at gmail.com. What's, what was it? Sexy Kitty Cat 1 1. Oh I have to tell you this. We, this is, hang on, digress. When I used to work at a doctor's office, okay, and we had to confirm patients' email addresses when they came in, okay? Oh, gosh. Which was honest. I worked front desk. It was my favorite thing to do. So, okay. So, we would confirm them with them, but usually it was like written. Okay. I worked next to this girl, Joanne, and I loved making her laugh. Okay. And so this girl came in, I'm telling you, like bleached blonde hair uh-huh. and just everything looked fried. 
everything yeah. looked fried. Okay. <laughs> so she came in and I confirmed her email address and it was like vanilla glitter sparkles 2268 at some Yahoo or something. I read it out loud and Joanna, Joanna looked at me, Joanne, 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 not Joanna. Joanne looked at me and goes, what the hell did you just like, I just said it out loud. And she goes, yeah, that's right. Like that's the right email. You know, I just, I love vanilla sparkles 2268 something at Yahoo. And I was like, oh, I was hoping this was like a high school email address. And she was like, at AOL.com, but nope. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, anyway, so well, you don't want to yeah, send emails from that. You want them to be professional. And yes. so you get these really nice professional looking emails from these yes. platforms. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is you get people have to have a way to unsubscribe. So if you're collecting legally, if you're collecting there are your laws email here, people. Yes, yes. You can't just be willy-nilly yeah. in with everybody's email address. Okay. Yes. Um so they have to be able to unsubscribe from you mm-hmm. if they are not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, and it's really easy. Do not let just the email marketing platform be the thing that sends you over the edge to not do it. It's just getting in there, and um, if you need some additional support, that head over to get a, get on the insiders group. Really, we're going to be talking about it in our Facebook group. We're going to have the tutorials. We have a. Um, don't we have a idea generating content yeah. like list? Like, yep. So we have some things that can help support you there too, which would be really good. Yep. Okay. So the next step will be, so you got signed up for your email marketing platform and then you need to start building your, your email list. So how that looks for us is when we started, we started to simply, very simply, manually collecting them at markets. You mm-hmm. go to Canva, you get a sign up template, you print it off, get people's first, what I think we collect first and last name and email address. I think that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I had a notebook. I had a legal yeah. pad. It yeah. was just like email list, you know, <laughs> that was how I did it in the beginning. I was giving garden oh, yeah. center, you know, talks at garden clubs. And I was mm-hmm. like, if you want my email list, you know, which yeah. I didn't even really have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can manually input it into your Yep. E- email service provider. So that's a very easy way to get started. And it's just a way that you can say, hey, or people, when they ask you questions, I'd be like, answer the question and be like, you know what, you would love the newsletter because I talk about what's going on each week and that would be a great fit. So what's your email address? I don't even ask anymore. I'm just like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to get on it? No. I'm like, what's your email address? <laughs> I'm going to add you. And people yep. are pretty, pretty good. So uh, the next level for you would be kind of on your website. So at this point, you should have a website, yes. some kind of basic website. Mm-hmm. And we, I had never used Squarespace before. Lindsay showed it to me with Dirt on Flowers. It's very easy. It's wizard, kind of wizard base. You can do it. Um, I was just talking to somebody who was uh, getting started and they're like, what should I work on in the winter? And I'm like, do you have a website? It can be a one pager, a two pager. They need to know who you are, what you do, how to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. the basic things that you do. And Squarespace has like all these extra add-ons. So you could do their email, you could do their e-commerce. Like there's a lot of different things uh, that you can do there. So that that's a really good one. And that's where you can create a lead magnet for your website. Top five tips to make your flowers last longer. Something that something that can benefit your customers that they can download and then in return you get their email address. Yep. And then also with those 
like on a website too. Like mm-hmm. you can have sign up spots that are just basic. Like this says sign up for our newsletter at the bottom of a mm-hmm. page. So like I have it on my UPIC page where it says like we're closed for the season, but to stay in the loop with us, head to the bottom of the page, you know, something mm-hmm. that simple. And it makes people really want to connect, you know, still want to connect with you because they're interested in particular UPIC. Not to get too fancy pants, but one other thing of the email marketing platform, once you get that nailed down, you can tag these customers. So you can flag them that says like they entered their email address on my UPIC page. So I know they're interested in my UPIC mm-hmm. or they're interested in workshops or CSA, whatever it is. That's next level, but it's also like you'll get there once you get mm-hmm. this going. It's very simple. It's literally yeah. just creating a tag that says you pick and then attaching it to that particular box. And you can do all of that through these different mm-hmm. email marketing platforms very easily. Yeah. We do that on our site for in particular diet tuber buyers because that's a pretty particular segment, you yep. know, and they might not always be interested or they might not be local to want to know farm stuff, but if there's a tuber update, you know, and or I'm going to particularly be talking about that, educate on that, want to sell on that piece, that goes right to them first. You know, it goes to everybody, but they can get more targeted language on it that they might appreciate a little bit more. So it really does pay to segment and it's just going to give you an idea of like what's working for you. How are people coming to you? Like even that that info is just so important as you're trying to figure out how people are finding out about you, how where are your good customers coming from, and it's really good to have those tags. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. QR codes linked to your lead magnet. We do this at markets. We have a little QR code that says, hey, you want to make your flowers last longer? Follow these five tips. They use the QR code. They enter their name and email address. In turn, I get their email address. They get their top five tips. So that's a pretty simple way of doing about it. And we, for a QR code generator, who do you use, Lens? I think I use Flow Code. That's who I use. Mm -hmm. And I use that because you recommended it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty pretty easy for the most part. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you can just like type in your web address that's going to link to that lead magnet and then and then it will create a custom QR code that you can use in Canva to design whatever it is that you need. Yeah. And then another thing with the website Mm -hmm. is just making sure if you have a website, make you want to run your sales through that website because that is a way that you can capture their email address through that sale. So I've heard a lot of people say like, well, I don't want to run it through an e-commerce site, like a website, because it's going to cost me more or whatever. It's, it's, you're actually getting, you're, you're getting their email address Mm -hmm. there. It's, it's a professional way to do it. And honestly, the e-commerce, when you buy a certain plan, especially through Squarespace, it's essentially you lose the trans, you don't pay a transaction fee for it. That's you pay nice. it on your, yeah, they drop mm-hmm. the transaction fee mm-hmm. um, on that. And then you still pay a credit card processing fee, but there's no transaction fee through the website itself, right? So you're not tacked on twice. So there's a whole lot of value in running that sale through your website that you're also mm-hmm. collecting an email list, you know, adding to your email list indirectly. But just yep. good old fashioned asking for it at markets and, mm-hmm. and making it a priority to get people on those lists is how you get started. And don't get hung up on numbers because- yeah. You know, we didn't hit thousands of people on our email list the first few years. You know, it was mm-hmm. really f- focusing on good, having good lead magnets and and things. You have to try a bunch of stuff. Not everything works, mm-hmm. um, but you know, when you hit a really good one, you'll you'll see the return on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a podcast a while ago about like cleaning your email list. Have you ever done mm-hmm. this, Lindsay? 
I've been a little nervous to do it because I, I I feel like some of the metrics I'd like to consult with somebody on it Mm -hmm. before I do it because I feel like some of my metrics have look looked a little skewed. And so, and what I mean by that is like, it looked like somebody had like, they, they star them on MailChimp. And so mm. they had like a low star, but they had like a really high open rate. And I was like, oh. well, that seemed weird. So I didn't want to yeah. go through and clear anything out, but have you done yeah. that? Yeah, I did it in Flowdesk. And basically I, it runs a report and tells me like, who hasn't opened my email in like over three hmm. months. Okay. And then like who it's like open rate and what was the other or like a or an inactive email like an email that's been put I don't know if it's been put in some kind of category by their email it's like basically it's like a junk email. You yeah. Know, sometimes we have them like this is where all my old navy <laughs> my old navy promotions go or whatever. Yeah. But it flagged them and I did it. It it, it removed like 1400 off my list. Wow. Mm-hmm. But when when I was listening to the podcast, to the I think it was a current, I think it was a My Digital Farmer podcast about list cleaning. But it's supposed to help like your open rates and your metrics, like emailing, so that they don't get caught in their spam, and it doesn't gotcha. get flagged as promotional. So it's supposed to help based on how many people who are actually reading your email. So I don't know. I did it like a month or so ago, but it took like fourteen hundred okay. people off my list. So. Yeah, I have to look into that. I I, I did it mm-hmm. at one point where I looked mm-hmm. through it and looked into it, and yeah. I had deleted some, but I was doing things manually, and because I felt like there was a discrepancy in that, so I'd have to. Yeah. Maybe that's a winter winter project. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, very cool. Okay, so you got your email marketing platform. You decided, okay, I'm going to build my email list. You figured out how you're going to do it, and the next will just be doing it create your right. first newsletter. Mm-hmm. And the first one's easy. It can be like introductory. This is who I really. am. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It should yeah. be fun. It should be everything about you that they need to know about your farm in a fun and lighthearted way so that they feel that the next email is going to be worth <laughs> going to be worth yeah. opening. Yes. You know. So I think the number one thing is just don't don't sell to them in that first email. So really yeah. think about who you're writing to. Who's your target audience? What does that person look like? What makes them tick? What are they a mom? Are they are they going to resonate with mom stories? Are they resonating with grandparents stories? Like I find I have a lot of grandparents and I have a lot of moms mm-hmm. who are like want to take their grandkids or they want to do, you know, stop at the flower stand and see the goats. So like that's something that I see a lot in my so what are their desires? What do they need? What are their goals? It's really going to help you to better write your content so that they keep wanting to open open that email. Yeah. I heard something once in something I was reading that said basically people just want to hear about themselves. Yeah. And um yeah. it's like they don't care about you. They care about themselves. So mm-hmm. but indirectly they see themselves in you right so mm-hmm. they can be inspired by you there's something about you that they like that wants to keep them coming back so serving your customer first makes the sales part very easy like shan you were saying like you get a sale every time and it's like mm-hmm. i can't say it's every single time i send an email but it's a lot you know mm-hmm. where you then become a part of their lives and you're with the newsletter you want to focus on building 
that connection and building the relationship with the customer. Just all the things we were talking about in last week's episode. So if you haven't heard last week's episode, go back and listen to it. We're talking about connection and ways ways to have connection with your customers and why it's important. And it is because we, like you said, we're not, we can't be all the places. I can't be at farmer's mm-hmm. market and run a UPIC and connect with somebody in a workshop on a Saturday. I can't do it all. Even though my employees are wonderful and they have good customer service skills, they're not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my newsletter is a way for people to get to know me. I always say my newsletter is just sort of like a therapy session download mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I connect with them in a, more intimate way because for some reason to me, it feels more private. Um, So I share some things in my newsletter, but I'm always keeping it from a storytelling standpoint. And that was, Mm -hmm. I would recommend that for you is instead of going all in with sales, people want to read if they're opening your newsletter, they want to read a story. They want to hear something about you, whether, you know, I don't have children. So like, I'm not telling family stories, although I share stories about my family. Yeah, I think you but do. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just like things about my, my life. Um, and you can spin it into a way that then asks something of your customer. Like I just had mm-hmm. a newsletter that I put out and I said, you know, like I normally try to come to you with like lighthearted so I don't even know how I worded it, but like lighthearted, funny stuff. And, but today I'm actually kind of irritated and here's why. And then I was sort of going on about like the, the social media algorithm. And I was mm-hmm. asking of them to help me promote the open house and like mm-hmm. tag or like, or share. Mm-hmm. And we got tagged and Good. likes or sharing stuff. And it's like, oh, they're, they're relating to that, you know? And then mm-hmm. I was telling them, like, I told a funny story about how like, my rage has been coming out in funny ways. And since I've been diagnosed with cancer and I was chasing a chicken, I said, I'll just make you laugh because imagine my little redhead tail chasing a rooster up between Sean. Sean said, all you could see is the pine trees and it would be like a streak. It'd be like rooster. And then like Lindsay, behind. rooster, Lindsay, rooster, Lindsay. Like I was chasing this rooster. So I was like, I, added that element into my newsletter. Mm-hmm. I was telling them a story and they connect to that. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we need to keep her calm. So we, we're <laughs> going to share stuff. We're going to share this one, you know, because they're invested. They have, yes. I have wrote to them consistently for four years mm-hmm. every week. So, yeah. you yeah. know, they do, yeah. they really do. Mm-hmm. Even it's weird because it's one-sided, but they really do get a more intimate view mm-hmm. into your life by writing that, you know, connecting with yeah. them through the newsletter. And when you do finally get to the point in your business where you like send, like, I'm not saying we don't ever send sales emails. We do, yeah. you know, but when you go to say like the Dahlia Tuber shop is open, they are primed and ready to yeah. go because you've indirectly talked about it. You planted mm-hmm. the seed a couple different times. Like I, a lot of times I'd like to use a PS for that kind of thing. Like PS, yeah. did you, did you see that? we're going to be having our tubers on sale, check out the catalog here or whatever, you know, so they, you've connected with them, you haven't sold to them. And, you know, we haven't hear that like 90% educational, relational, and then, but the other 10% being promotional because you're allowed, we are promoting ourselves 100%. It is a promotion. You're just priming the pump, you know, to eventually when it does happen, they're actually listening and not tuning you out. 
Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, nobody wants to be like on a fire drill all the time. Like, go get this. It's two for Tuesday. Now the flower stands open. Now market. Now, you know, you don't want too your emails much. to be like that. It's whoa. Oh my it, gosh. It feels I mean, like, like it's too much for you. Have you been writing yeah. one before? And I'm like, man, this feels like too much in an email. Yes. So then I, I, I also will use that and say like, P.S. Stay tuned for our DIY take home wreath kits. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's just like, that's how I, that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just think the storytelling piece is so huge and just giving to me, I, I have, when you write it, like I'm just, let's talk like a tidge about the writing process. I will generally just like write journal style. That's my step one is I'll get a rough idea. And sometimes like people will sometimes ask like, oh, how do you determine, you know, what you're going to write or when do you actually write it on Thursday? I'm like, yeah, generally I kind of, something will happen and I'll be like, oh, that would be cute to share on the newsletter, you know, so I'll kind of have an idea. And for me, and everyone's going to be different the way that they do these things. But for me, I'm like writing it out just like from my gut, just writing Mm -hmm. kind of the story. And then I'll go in and figure out like, I'm going to make the sentences a little bit shorter and a little bit easier to read. And how am I breaking up these paragraphs so people feel like they're like listening to the story like step by step a little bit. Um, I know we mentioned it in the last podcast, but the Andy Snyder podcast is really good. Like if you're thinking about writing a newsletter, um, he was episode 44 um, and he has a great newsletter. He's one that I'm always saving different ones because he has a really fun way of writing and you're going to get that for yourself. But I think just getting it out there first for me and then I'm editing it back. So and picking one primary call of action in the newsletter is a really important piece. So ask if you're going to have an ask or you're going to tell them about something, pick one thing and don't make it too like overwhelming. And when you're telling a story, that's what people want to hear. They want to feel good. They want to connect with you. And I think a storytelling way of writing is an easier way to write anyways. To me, it's easier to do that than to write my next boring sales email. Right. So Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I always encourage my readers to engage back with me too, which mm-hmm. is it can be a lot sometimes because a lot of them will write me back, but it also then gets – you know, I'm in their address book. There's a Mm -hmm. whole nother level of connection with them. And I know they're writing, I know they're reading, and it's an affirmation for me to know that like, you know, or confirmation, not an affirmation. I suppose it might be an affirmation, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That they are, you know, really engaged with what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So another question that I think comes up a lot too with people is how often should they email? And when I started, I mean, I was... I mean, inconsistent. I was completely. Yeah. I was like, I tried to set a goal of, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I just did it when my pants weren't on fire. You know, I was working full time. I had intentions to do it. Uh, And I also was super insecure about what to write. I was insecure about my writing. There were a whole lot of things that I was working through in Mm -hmm. the beginning of the years of my business. You want to learn some stuff about yourself? Start a business. You will learn (laughs) so much about you. Oh my gosh, yeah. all your weaknesses and your strengths mm-hmm. and, you know, the things that are great. And you will learn to love yourself so much more and be yeah. give yourself more grace and patience through owning a business. I mean, I am a completely different person than I was, you know, getting ready to be eight years ago. But four years ago, I said, I made a commitment to myself and I said, no matter what, 
I am going to write a weekly email because I was going back to what I said in the beginning, sort of making excuses. I was just, I was afraid to jump in and do all of those steps that we just talked about because it felt like it was, it was a very vulnerable spot for me because of some of my personal insecurities with it. And this is ridiculous. It was the same with accounting. You know, it was like one of those things. And now those are two areas of my business that I actually love. I love Mm -hmm. writing my weekly newsletter. I actually look forward to it. Like you were just saying, like you think of things that through the week and you're like, oh, that'd be so great to tell them. Yeah, they would love that. They'd love to hear that story. You know, who doesn't want to hear me talking about chasing a rooster up for she rode? So Uh, I I thought roosters chase people, not people. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Not on my farm. Never heard of a person. (laughs) My roosters are honestly kind of afraid of me and I like that energy. I'm like, (laughs) I really like that that is it is. I have the nicest roosters. They just they're dumb, but they're oh, like that's sweet. I have one that is honestly afraid of me because he came at me once and he got a boot and he has not been back since. He's just anyway. Yeah. Oh. So it's like yeah. You know, so that thing. So I I was very willy-nilly in the beginning. Didn't really have consistency, but I had to get over the mental block that I was bugging them, that it was too much to pop in once a week. Once a week. And so I reframed that to they want to hear from me and mm-hmm. they enjoy this. They're getting – they're benefiting from it. So if you go back up to what we were talking about at the beginning where you're talking to them and they're getting value and you're building a relationship, they want that email. You aren't bugging them, you no. know. And it becomes very easy to connect with them. So I would say if you're, this is just my opinion, so you can take it for what it's worth, but I would think a minimum of once a month, just so that you stay relevant. They start, they keep thinking about you, you know, we have a seasonal business and so staying relevant and, you know, for them, like for me, I'm, I'm even talking goal setting with them as well. Like whether they're setting goals for a business, they have a life, they're setting, Mm -hmm. they have goals and I find stuff every single week for 52 weeks a year to stay in their inbox. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes a little creativity to stay relevant. But I would say give yourself a commitment to even just once a month sticking to it and popping in their inbox. Once a month could be like a funny thing that happened on the farm this month. Mm -hmm. These are the the highlights, sharing some highlights. What are you looking forward to? you know, in a way to keep that storytelling piece, which is incredibly important. And then they're going to start really looking forward to that monthly email. And I think it's like one of those skills that you build over time. It's like, okay, you, you do it monthly, you commit to that, you you honor that promise to yourself and you keep it going. Then you're going to feel more comfortable like, all right, let's bump this to every other week or whatever it is that you think. But I think the key is it being consistent and not always a flash sale. Like it should yeah. never only be the, the the only time that they hear from you is be when you're selling something. So I think making those, you know, kind of at the top of your list and just prioritizing it because mm-hmm. there are times that I am kind of writing it while I'm hollering upstairs for, hey, you, you awake yet? You know, I'm trying to finish like the last couple things. And so it would, it, because, because no one knows that you made that commitment to yourself then it's the first thing. That's the first thing to be like, no, I'll skip it this week, but don't do that. Cause it's like your customers are going to miss you. And honestly, we've gotten to the point and actually Lindsay was one who inspired me to take it more seriously. And I hope that we can inspire you. And then the first time you hear from your customer, wow, I just love your email. You're going to be like, 
oh my gosh, people are really reading it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or somebody responds back. And I think sometimes like we need those little nods from the universe to like keep us going. And you're going to get that. And then you're going to be like, okay, this is working and I want to do it more. And that's how you're going to eventually get it to weekly. I think weekly should be the goal and eventually, but I think the practice will be in writing it once a month. You know, when we talked to Andy, you know, he said like the more you write, the better you'll get quicker. So just think about that too. So for me, I can kind of like get labor over some of it for too long. And my best emails are ones where I'm just just going. I set myself a time limit. I'm going to spend 30 minutes writing this and just do that for yourself and don't don't get too stressed with the details. There can be typos. I pray every day that I don't send an email with a typo, but it happens. Lindsay taught me, what was it? Grammarly? Is that what it's called? Grammarly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got that extension on my web browser and that helps me a lot. It fixes a lot of things and helps me like rephrase things that I had incorrectly. So there's lots of things you can do to help you, but don't let that kind of stuff be the holdup. I would prioritize connecting over worrying about some of more of those nitty gritty details because guess what? Everybody typos. Yeah. Okay. It's normal. (laughs) Yes. You're not a robot. You're not an AI robot, which we're going to talk about that. Yeah. We are going to talk about AI before we get out of here, folks. (laughs) Buckle up. Um, It's a yeah, I I really think that it's so interesting because I've I've shared it on here many a times. And so if you're new to the podcast, it's the first time you're hearing it. If not, you're hearing it again. I had mm-hmm. a huge insecurity about my writing and mm-hmm. it was something that I never thought that I would enjoy or people would want to hear from. And I don't even know where it was just something in my head. It was just some a story that I was telling myself that I needed to detach from. And now here, here I am after doing this this many years and there's a part of me that I'm like, I've been thinking like, I think I've got a book inside of me somewhere. Like, I don't know what it's about. I've just, and I don't even know if Mm -hmm. it's going to be flower farming. I have no idea, but like, I have felt like in the last couple of years, I'm like, you know, I think I've got something in me. And so that's like opening, stretching your comfort zone. I have a sticker Mm -hmm. on the back of my forerunner that says comfort is a slow death. And because it's like pushing that comfort zone, we do that constantly. You know, Shan, you guys, you and Judd do that all the time. I'm always so impressed on how you guys just bump up against that electric fence of comfort zone and take mm-hmm. risk on things. And like it it makes you grow as a human being and mm-hmm. as a business owner. And so maybe it's something as simple as a newsletter that we're talking about today is your bump up against your comfort zone. But I would yeah. challenge you to you know, step, you know, step through that and then it expands a whole lot more. So, mm-hmm. and if you are doing a newsletter and you're doing it every week, go you. Thanks for still listening yeah. 40 minutes in. <laughs> like, All right, get to okay, it. Hey, ladies, wrap it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we do have a couple oh, tips and then we're yes. going to talk about AI for a second because it's a conversation yeah. that's like, I mean, are you impressed that I even know what AI is? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I thought you would think it was like A1 steak saucer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you mean the steak sauce? The steak sauce. Yeah. AI. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's no, a couple I tips. Know. <laughs> you knew I would know. I'm, yeah. Man. Okay. So a couple tips with the newsletter that just sort of fit in here. Didn't really fit in here everywhere. So 
I first names with email address. So in the beginning, I used to not collect, I would just collect their email address. So if you're manually collecting, make sure you get their first, you don't have to get their last name. Um, It's helpful if you do at times, but definitely their first name because you can address the customer directly Mm -hmm. with their, um, to them. Like, so it makes, it builds a little bit of trust with that customer when you're speaking right to them when it says, Hey, good morning, Ruth. And I, I use Ruth as an example because I actually was at a farmer's a pop-up market uh, in a town near us, and a lady named Ruth came up to me, and she said, when you say, dear Ruth or hello, Ruth, I'm just like, she's writing to me, you know? Um, and so it makes them feel very connected and trusted. Mm-hmm. And so – and Ruth just sent me a card in the mail. Like, Aww. you know, so that is – that whole – that never would have happened if she hadn't ended up on my email list, right? And mm-hmm. wrote me the sweetest card. And she just wrote Ruth and I knew who it was, you know? Aww. I mean, so yeah. very, very sweet. Um, but so that's a great, a great way to connect with them. And mm-hmm. it, it gets their attention. I mean, if there's, if it says yeah. Lindsay in an email and it's spelled correctly, I'm like, oh, Ooh. how you know me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it just gets their, it definitely gets their attention. So, yeah. Yeah. I think just like writing just the way that you speak, it really does build a lot of trust with your customer. And that's what you want. Like we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but like when your customer meets you in person, like they should feel like, yeah, that's the person who writes my emails. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. This is like, it's okay to use slang. You know, it's okay to not have the proper punctuation. I'm like a dash girl, like a hyphen girl. So I have to like limit that sometimes. But, you know, I'll like hyphen and then or dash, you know, and continue my run on sentence because that's literally how I would be talking to you. Yeah. So and I think it's okay. So give yourself permission to write exactly like like you speak. Lindsay is really good at this. Like I can always hear her talking (laughs) when I read her emails. And oh, I just read your hot tip. That you do a talk to text. I do. I talk to text. So sometimes <laughs> yeah. when I when I got this advice to write how you talk, because I tried to be too professional, you know, and I was like, nobody yeah. wants to hear that crap. They want to hear mm-hmm. what I just said, you know. Mm-hmm. And so with social media posts, for example, that's when I started it. And I just do as like a voice memo and talk to text as if like I was talking to a person mm-hmm. and then it takes the verbiage out of it and then I can yeah. – you know, throws in a little bit, but that's, that's kind of a fun way to do it. So if you feel hung up in an email, just pull up a note on your phone, hit the talk to text, and then, you know, you can send that to your email to yourself and kind of Mm -hmm. play around with that a little bit. At least it gives you a baseline to start. Yeah. Um, Cause I also, I guess I get it in the house, like I'll be driving and I can just pull up, like, I'll just say, I'm not going to say it cause she'll wake up, but Hey, iPhone, you know, and then I just start <laughs> typing something out or yeah. I'll say it, speak it. And then it's in a note in my phone. So I do a yeah. ton of talk to text. It's also beneficial because I live by myself, but it's, <laughs> it's very helpful to do. Yes. Another little tip is to create a marketing calendar. This is, it can be, this can be super simple. So you don't want to be sending last minute emails for pushing the things that you're promoting like tomorrow. So what that looks like for me and our farm is just you could just print out like each month, a January, February, March calendar, right? What are your big events happening? And that way you can start working backwards to create a promotional calendar for yourself. That way, you know, like, and, and it's going to help you in the, and when you're in the middle of the craziness, that that's when it happens to me is I forget 
I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a you pick and design and I have three more tickets to to fill. And I've been just operating with my head down in my farm and I totally missed promoting it and I missed out on that opportunity. So it's just having like the bigger awareness of what what's the big picture of your farm that month looking like. And even if it's just an easy making notes, like here's what I'm going to be talking about this week because I know and then you can slip it into your stories or it doesn't always have to be like this perfect manicured and manufactured post about all the things happening this week. So there's different ways to integrate it. And the more people hear things about what are going on, they have to hear it multiple times. Repetition is really important. So there's lots of different ways that you can do that. But knowing that big picture of your farm is going to be the best way to not be last minute emailing things. And if you're promoting it that way, it comes across as last minute. If you're writing rushed or you feel rushed, it comes across in an email rush. So if you're writing it from like, I ain't got nothing exciting to say. Mm -hmm. Like when we were talking about the welcome email up there where you were saying your first newsletter email could be an introduction. I can, I know there's somebody listening right now that was like, I don't have anything interesting to say about myself. Yes, you do. That's not true. You, I guarantee, maybe you can fold a a fitted sheet. I can't fold a fitted sheet. Who can do that other than Martha? Rhonda at Fly Girl Flowers. This is how Rhonda and I met. This is, we connected (laughs) over this. That's why I came up because she said, I can show you. And I said, I'll show you how to do it. You roll it up into a ball (laughs) and shove it into a corner. I'm like, who? She's military. She got military, I think. So anyway, there's something unique about you that will like interest somebody. And so- Share that story about how you got started in your flowers or why you love them or whatever. And then two the two last tips with your your email is making sure that you have a catchy subject line. That is what's mm-hmm. going to pull them in. You know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I think the subject line is the hardest thing to come up with. Yeah, because I'm like, how am I going to grab it? How am I going to yeah. grab their attention, make them want to open it? Yeah, and, and it's I not um, be flower stand open Tuesday. Nope. And they can nope. open that. Nope. And <laughs> sometimes I'll start with the subject line. Like I know what I'm going to write and then I go mm-hmm. into it. And then other times mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to get into this and see like, you know, what it is that's going to make them sort of open this up. I think one of them, I can't even remember now what the email was about, but I said, I've been keeping a secret. I mean, you want to oh, talk yeah, about the open rates that. on that. <laughs> it was like, what's she been keeping secret about? And just... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But those things to get that open rate up though, Mm -hmm. make people want to open it or just think what would be something that would make you want to open it? Yeah. You know, start paying attention and saving the emails of the things that you felt compelled to open and then start looking at those. It's uh, that's the subject line. And I think is super important, an underestimated one, but yes, important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is just be consistent and have follow through. So I say out loud and I'm saying it to you guys and I say it to my customers, like I come and write to you every single week. And by me saying that out loud, it sort of reinforces to me that like that's my commitment to myself. So Mm -hmm. I've committed to them and saying I show up for you every week to connect with you. And so, you know, maybe saying it to your customers, like I'm going to show up once a month or, you know, Mm -hmm. a couple times a month, whatever that would be. It's just being that consistent for yourself and the having the follow through builds confidence for yourself and Mm -hmm. makes you reinforced to want to do it. And I promise you, you are going to have an email list that grows and pays for Mm -hmm. itself and you will be very thankful that you did it because it's a really Mm -hmm. great, it's a great, it's my, my number one asset on my farm for sure Mm -hmm. is my email list. Yes. And, and we own it. 
Yep. So that's if everything goes away, like Facebook crashes, Instagram's no longer available, all of our pretty pictures go away, then the email list is the one thing that we own and are in control of. Yeah. Okay. So this is sort of a totally different subject, but AI, mm-hmm. let's talk about it for just a second as we wrap this this episode up. But because I'm curious, you and I haven't really talked about it, what your opinion yeah. is specific mm-hmm. to writing, because I've seen it come up. People in the insiders have talked about it. I've seen it on other platforms where people are saying, um, you know, using AI to like write emails. And mm-hmm. I think Corinna even did an episode on it or no, no, no. She may, maybe she didn't do an episode. I think she actually sent an email out about mm-hmm. AI. I'm not sure. But I like, what are your thoughts on, on it? I think, you know, we're talking like in the last two, this episode and last episode, we're talking about creating a connection. And my worry is, is like, we're always looking for the easy button in things. And for me, like, this is like the easy button disguised as, as AI. And -hmm. I'm not saying it can't be helpful. Um, You know, if when I first start, when I first heard of it, I went on to like chat GPT and you like basically type in a prompt and then it writes something for you. And what I got back was like weird. Yeah. It's like we're not like – we're not the average business. We're not like, you know, uh, like a grocery store or something that's like the average business. So there's so many nuances to what we do. It like didn't even sound right. Like what AI interpreted flower farming as was like gardening, which is not what we do, yeah. you know. So it was like gardening tips. And so I think can you use it to maybe like – for idea generation, for a lead magnet or something, I think just as easy you can Google what do flower farmers struggle with and it would like pop up some ideas for you if you wanted to like talk about something in particular, get ideas. But I will never let it write an email for me that will not feel like me. It's weird. Honestly, that's weird. And I think my customers would see it a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. I I think especially – I mean, I guess – I'm on the same boat with you. It's like, I think for like idea generation, but you have to think that like, are you're going to, we're talking about creating connection with the customer and you are creating something, you're not creating the content. So who's the, who's mm-hmm. your customer actually creating or connecting to? Yeah. Um, and then you're going to have to sort of keep that theme. I think it loses. There is some like, yeah. not, there's not a whole lot of warmth behind it. I don't feel yeah. like. I mean, I've tried yeah. it. I've pulled it up. Grammarly actually has an AI side of mm-hmm. it. And like maybe if you wanted to put it in for some like ideas for an email and then use your own yeah. wording um, to help you like that I could see as being helpful, but like actually using it for your email marketing or just even your social posts, I would I would just caution you against to using that yeah. consistently. I agree. Maybe just for like idea generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, like, your idea generators should be your customers. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. they're my idea generators. Yes. You know, when they ask me a question or when they say something that's funny or sweet, like, those are the idea generators that I think you should be looking for. And for me, like, AI, I don't spend one ounce of my day <laughs> thinking no. about it, worrying about it. By the time I got it to sound l- like me again, I might as well have wrote the dang thing. thing. Yeah. You yep. know? And so – And I would feel that way yeah. too about like website content. So I would caution mm-hmm. you. I think there's a – I think I'm actually going through to have an audit done where I can tell you guys how it goes. But like the copyright – so I've wrote mm-hmm. all the copyright on my website. And mm-hmm. I think there's some copyright that's been stolen. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a thing that's been happening. Yeah. So I would – 
caution you, like maybe use AI to help you like write some content for your website, you know, versus mm-hmm. like hawking it from all of these other flower farms that are, yeah, that's it's, a- it's a weird thing that's going on. So I would just say when you're sitting down to write website content or your email, you want it to feel like you and really like mm-hmm. you're your own roadblock. Like I was mm-hmm. for myself. You're, you're, you're the only you're your own mental block when it comes to that stuff and and yeah. being able to kind of work through that. But yeah, I would say, I don't know. That's my AI. Yeah. I that's wouldn't wrap yourself too much around. Yeah. Around the axle trying to figure it out. Because there's not that really an easy button. If there's an, if it's that easy, there's too good to be true. I agree. I think there's some agree. loopholes in it, but yeah. anyway. And you're going to learn so much more by doing it yourself. Just do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. For sure. Definitely. Not. But Okay. That's it. Okay. Well, well I hope, yeah, I hope we inspired y'all to get going on your email newsletter. And if you yeah. already have a weekly weekly newsletter, <laughs> good for are you. you. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> After <laughs> listening to us, are you okay? <laughs> Don't forget to tag us in your stories yes. on Instagram with your word for 2024. Yes. Tag us. Yeah. We want to we yes. hear it. We want to hear it. We do. Yes. We have some good episodes coming up for the next, yes. end, the end of the year. We've got mm-hmm. them all planned out and recorded. Look at us. So mm-hmm. we hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast and I haven't begged you for a review in a while. So yeah. why don't you do that? If you haven't left us a review, we would love it so much. It really does help us and other flower farmers find their way to this crazy podcast, number one flower farming podcast, we yeah. might add, self, <laughs> self-promoted. <laughs> but we are so grateful that you guys are here. You're enjoying this podcast, and we love being farming friends with you guys. Honestly, it's so much fun for us. That's why we keep showing back up. So thank you again for joining us. I hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you the same time, same place next week.